Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy port beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. JT. Mississippi and welcome to the JT Show Super Talk Mississippi Tuesday, January the 26th. Gerard Gibbard in the chair, along with my good friend and partner Rhino manning the booth. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Guiding you through your midday with information, entertainment, expert commentary. And, of course, always bumping us in and out of the segments with fantastic music and tunes, perfectly spun by the maestro himself. But this is the day when Governor Reeves will deliver his SOTS, his State of the State address. And joining us now to discuss that and what we can expect and the general welfare of the state is our good friend Russ Latino, president of Empower Mississippi. Morning, Russ. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today. So hard to believe it's already been a year that the governor has been occupying the mansion, shall we say. And so today he will deliver a state of the state uh, in the wake of what was arguably the craziest year in a very long time, given the, the pandemic sort of dominating the landscape of uh of our life, frankly, not just politics, but the economy, our life, et cetera. What do you expect? Yeah, so first of all, you're right. I mean, if you think about this year, he started the year with a prison crisis uh, that he came into office with um, that had been brewing for a little while, and then you had tornadoes, and then you had flooding, uh, and then you had COVID, and then you had social unrest, and um, unprecedented election turmoil. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, you can think about his first year as sort of a, a trial of biblical uh, proportions. You know, the only thing we didn't have were the frogs falling from the sky and locusts. Um, but I think, I think what you can expect is a uh, measured approach about how we move forward uh, as a state and the importance of not only continuing to be vigilant uh, in addressing COVID-19 because it's still a problem. The numbers still uh, continue to, to grow, um, and, and we see a lot of people who are, who are dying from it. So it's not insignificant, but we do see light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccine. We do see life getting back to normal, and I think the governor has an incredible opportunity uh, to lay out a, a agenda for the future of the state post-COVID. Yeah, and we should also 
uh, take note of what was uh, quite the milestone, which was changing the state flag. And uh, that, that happened. It's sort of a flurry. You, you'd have to say was influenced to a great extent by some of the events that occurred uh, in the late spring, early summer across the country. We, we saw, I guess, lots of abrupt change and, and very aggressive uh, policy uh, across the political landscape, but the private sector as well. So that was a big deal. That uh, there are folks that still oppose the way that went down. We certainly understand that, but you got to expect the governor will make note of that tonight or today. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, one thing to note is, uh, in a lot of ways, COVID nineteen reminded us of the importance of federalism. You know, uh, Justice Lewis Brandeis once said that uh, the states were the laboratories of democracy. And increasingly, that's not true. Increasingly, there's sort of top-down rule that comes from Washington, D.C. But what we saw in in the midst of COVID, uh, really to the governor's credit, you know, I know he kind of took it from both sides. There were people who wanted no shutdowns, and there were people who wanted hard shutdowns. Um, but what we saw from the states was a very different approach, and candidly, the approach that happened in Mississippi in a lot of ways, is proof that we did some things right. So, you know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics recently released some data that showed that Mississippi had the third best recovery in terms of jobs during the course of the COVID pandemic. Only Idaho and Utah were better than us, and both of those states have been growing and and well-managed conservatively. Um, And so there's some credit to be had for trying to figure out the balance in all of this. But I think the governor tonight is going to talk about things like how do we eliminate the income tax and make Mississippi competitive uh, for the long haul? You know, I think you'll you'll have you know, potentially some discussion uh, around things like education. I know he just recorded a video for Empower and, and the School Choice Week, um, which we were very appreciative of, that really went into the fact that families should have options in the way that their kids are educated. And, and that's never been more apparent than during the COVID crisis where you saw sort of by, by force uh, a change in the way that education was being delivered. And so uh, there, there's tremendous opportunity moving forward as a state if we can figure out how to get, you know, that big vision out there and then to really get conservatives and Republicans rallying around that. Um, but I would also say that there's real potential to to uh, build bridges right now. And so we see that in some of the work that we do, Gerard, around education, around occupational licensing reform, around criminal justice reform, where it really doesn't always fit neatly into a Republican box or a Democrat box. But you've got people who are taking sort of measured, nuanced approaches, figuring out how to solve problems. And as a state, we're going to be better off if that can kind of be the mark that we're running toward. You know, that's that's a great point. There, there seems to be precious little that we agree on uh, politically, ideologically. When you when you think about uh, dissecting the country into two major parties, uh, from from the local level to the state level up to the federal level. So when we find those situations, those intersections, it, it's a good time to act on that. It, it does seem to be that there's uh, more. They're more receptive, I think, to some of those policies. What's going to happen at the federal government? You made a comment about federalism uh, and just how critical that is to our system of governing and our way of life. That is one thing, Russ, that concerns me. When you think about 
what appears to be uh, really aggressive overreach in pursuit of policy that really digs down and laws and regulations that, that filter down to the local level, I get concerned about how that might diminish our ability within our state and our communities to govern. Look no further than H.R. 1, uh, which is passed the House, I believe, of Representatives, and the uh, the election reforms that that it provides for. Essentially, the federal government would run the election systems ac- across the 50 states. Yeah, no, I mean, H.R. 1 is dangerous legislation. It was dangerous legislation when the Democrats passed it out of the House last year, when you look at what it does to impede free speech, when it when you look at what it does to impede states, there's no doubt about it. But I mean, the reality is some of those frameworks are already in place and affecting us in Mississippi on other things. Ed- education is very high on that list. Yeah. So I mean, one of the things that we've been doing is we've been talking to superintendents and, and educators across the country, um, or across the state rather, trying to get a sense of what are the biggest impediments that they see in their daily work that prevent them from delivering the kind of service that they want to deliver to their customers who are our children. Yeah. Um, and, you know, over and over again, it's it's a feeling of sort of top-down regulation, a top-down approach that prevents them from having freedom in the way that they run their districts or run their classrooms. So you're literally preventing the kind of experimentation that's kind of at the heart of this idea of federalism. But when you look at it, some of it's coming from the state. A lot of it is coming from the federal government. Yeah. So so much of what people talk about, for instance, uh, with us having a test-centric accountability model, I think a lot of that is true, um, but a lot of that is by virtue of federal mandates um, that really the state, um, absent getting something like a waiver from the federal government, doesn't have a lot of options on. And so you know, already we're working in a relatively confined construct uh, on what we can do to free people up in some of these very important areas like education. Um, now, we think that that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. Right, um, we right. certainly should try and, and push the envelope and move the needle, and we're doing that. But you're right. It's something like H.R. 1 is just another example of the way that sort of federal regulations ultimately impact our ability to experiment at a state level. And the thing is that if you're, if you're Mississippi, Gerard, you need to experiment. Sure. If you're in last place in all the things that you want to be first place in, which is largely true across the board on important metrics, then doubling down on the same people and the same ideas is not how you move the needle. You need bold leadership. Yeah. And so, you know, my hope moving forward is, one, we push back on this idea that top-down models work because they don't. Uh, and two, we take the opportunities that we have to prove that bottom-up models do work. Right. Um, and that's one of the things that we're pushing around, you know, education. It's what we're pushing in the regulatory space right now, where you've got all of these these industries that are kind of been formed to protect themselves from competition. Well, if the Russ, end result is that this is hold, hold that thought, Russ. Good we got a break. Hold that. Hold that thought. Come back, Russ, after the break. We'll be back. Russ Latino and Power Mississippi is our guest. Stay with us. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Start off the new year with explosive savings. During the New Year's 
Celebration Sales Event at Mazda of Jackson. In 2021, we resolved to offer money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. For example, get 0.9% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We have truckloads of 2021s arriving, so you are sure to find the perfect Mazda. Looking for something like new? We're offering 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Start off 2021 with explosive savings. During the New Year's Celebration Sales Event at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. If you need a cash infusion after all your Christmas expenses, perhaps we can help at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry in Flowood. At DNS Diamonds, we are always purchasing diamonds, precious stones, gold, silver, and platinum in the form of jewelry or as scrap. We truly believe we pay more than anyone else for your pre-owned, broken, or unwanted jewelry. With gold prices hovering at near record levels, now is a great time to sell. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street, across from Amerigo in Flowood. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra. The world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra. Available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Les England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they all are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. To talk, but still want to make your opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead, text your thoughts to 601 879 4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. Welcome back to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino. Our guest is Russ Latino, president in Power Mississippi. We were chatting about the state of the state address. So, Russ, you were talking about just some of the the policy 
initiatives that uh, the organization's advocating, but just uh, what you believe could help move Mississippi forward. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I suspect that the governor is going to devote a decent amount of time to talking about the income tax elimination. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you look at uh, what, what Philip Gunn and the House has done, They've been talking about it for a number of years as well. Mm-hmm. And so you have an opportunity for some synergy around that idea. You know, the thing that I would tell you, Gerard, is, you know, I started 10 years ago looking at income tax elimination as something that, that Mississippi should pursue. And the, the thought process really was rooted in the idea that the nine states that don't have an income tax um, overwhelmingly outperform Mississippi when it comes to economic indicators, when it comes to population growth, but more importantly, overwhelmingly outperformed the United States national averages on those metrics too. Mm-hmm. And so you've got much larger uh, gross domestic products in those states than national average uh, in terms of growth. So you've got like close to a 40% growth over and above national average growth on state GDPs in those states. And then if you look at population growth, it, it is incredible. So um, in the U.S., the, the population has grown 6%. Over the last 10 years, in the states that don't have income taxes, population growth has been 13% over the last 10 years. People are literally moving to those those tax structures with their feet. Um, and if you compare that to Mississippi, Mississippi has a pretty flat economic growth over the last 10 years um, and has a very flat population growth. It's 0.19% over the last 10 years. Uh, and so we're talking orders of magnitude higher in states without income taxes. And if you stop and think about it for a second, it, it makes total sense because taxes do affect behavior. And so if you're taxing productivity, if you're taxing capital, people are less likely to be productive and they're, they're less likely uh, to be investing capital um, versus taxing consumption, and which is literally taking uh, taxes out of what you choose to consume, right? It's taking... It's based on what you take out of the economy, not what you put into the economy. So the end result is that states that aren't taxing income taxes do far better. Um, and if you're Mississippi, and it goes back to what we were just saying, like if we want to get out of last place, the best way to do that is through transformative ideas. And so this, to me, is one of those things that could be a transformative moment for the state of Mississippi if we can find a way, one, to make the case, two, to make sure it's structured right, and three, for, for people who maybe have different political interests, to set those things aside and start working together to accomplish the task. So while we have a governor that is, it clearly is going to tout this today in his address and is a, is a proponent of this policy of elimination of the state income tax, we've got the high-tax states, such as New York, that are driving proposals to increase it. Up to 14.8%, I think, is the last uh, information I saw in New York. 14.8% versus zero. Uh, I mean, so we're not talking about just kind of a small gap there. We're, we're talking about a major change. And you layer that on to federal taxes. And, and in New York, certainly if you live in New York City, uh, there's city income taxes and the like and, and a host of other taxes. Good grief. It's just out of control. I only point that out because... I think that represents an opportunity for us here in Mississippi to attract industry, to attract workers that do think more conservatively into our state uh, to help just lift our economy up overall. 
Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, not only do we have the data that shows that it, it has done that in the states without income taxes, but if you think about this unique point in time where people are really realizing the benefit of technology in a way that allows them to work remotely, if you're a stockbroker, you don't need to live in New York anymore. Yeah. You just don't. You can right. do your job from anywhere in the country. And so why not do it from a place like Mississippi that has the lowest cost of living in the country, um, that has the most hospitable people in the country, that's got great culture, great history. I mean, look, this is my home. I love this state. I, I think I think we should be attracting more people in. I think we should be a draw. And I think about a policy like this as a fair, principled way to create an environment where capital wants to invest. Yep. You know, Nashville wasn't always the town that it is today. I mean, Nashville has always been sort of a country music hub, but it wasn't the sort of thriving metropolis that it is today. Part of that is that capital moved to places where it was advantageous for capital to invest. Yeah. Um, and so can we create that environment in Mississippi? Yes. Will it, will it require a lot of cooperation and will it require some compromise? Yes. But I'm excited to hear the governor and others speaking about it. So, Russ, the, the, the common retort to this this whole uh, narrative of eliminating the income tax is, okay, how do we replace that revenue? It's always, what do we do with this $1.8 billion? I don't remember the exact figure, but it's 35 or so percent of total general fund revenues just below, uh, I believe, sales taxes, which are the biggest source of general fund revenues. Uh, well, so what do you say to that? Yeah, so I would look at it and say, if you look at the total gross sales in the state of Mississippi, it was somewhere around $52 billion last year, and we collected about $3.2 billion in sales taxes off of that. So it was an effective rate of like 6.3%. Now, a lot of people hear that and say, well, isn't our sales tax rate 7%? And on most things it is, but there are plenty of things that we've either given exemptions to or we're not taxing at the same level. So really, all you have to do is get the effective rate up slightly if you're doing this gradually. Um, so we're not talking, you know, I had somebody tell me recently in the Capitol, well, we'd have to double our sales tax. No, I mean, you, you could you could potentially close the gap, and this is in a static environment, yeah. with just a one-step growth, right? Getting it up to like 8% uh, as, as an effective rate, you close the gap. Now, if you add on to that the fact that, you know, our economy does, in fact, grow when it comes to the amount of consumption that we've got. So consumption will go up. And then you start thinking about it in a dynamic way, Gerard. If every family in Mississippi has got $2,000 extra dollars to spend a year because they're not paying income taxes, then that's $2,000 extra dollars to consume. So you get real growth out of that. Um, we're actually running some economic, dynamic economic modeling right now to kind of prove this point. But the reality is it's it's not that difficult from a math standpoint to get there. And we should also point out the proposal is to phase it in over 10 years. Uh, it's it's not an immediate, we're going to cut this off here and replace it with that. But But I think the common person thinks more in absolutes, if you know what I'm saying, that this is the amount of money coming from income taxes. Geez, we we got to go raise taxes elsewhere. And most people think of that in terms of increasing rates or um, just increasing what is taxed. And not so much about, well, if we shift the, those monies uh, to consumption because people are keeping more of their income, 
and we perhaps analyze and maybe make some adjustments in terms of what is exempt from consumption slash income taxes, that in itself generates a lot of the offsetting revenue. And people have a choice, whereas on your income, you don't have a choice. You don't want to pay the, the sales tax. You don't buy something. Uh, but I would argue that you got more money in your pocket from elimination of the income tax. Therefore, you're it's it's kind of a wash, so to speak. But um, it's just a better way to produce revenue. Yeah, and, and I would say it's it's not a wash in the sense that the the net benefit is higher Agree. than the net cost. Agree, because you're increasing consumption. But but I get your point. Yeah, no, I mean, look at, at the end of the day. There's not an economist worth his salt that would look at uh, income tax or consumption tax and tell you that the income tax is a more efficient vehicle. It's not. There's tremendous evasion that goes on with income taxation. There's a tremendous administrative cost with income taxation. There are tremendous compliance costs associated with it because of how complex that is. If I go to a store and I buy something and at the cash register it adds up that I owe an additional 7%. There's no administration involved in that, and I can't evade taxes. Yeah. So it, it's a much better way to tax from a state standpoint in terms of stability. Uh, it's a much better way to avoid evasion uh, and have stability in the revenue stream. And at the end of the day, what you're taxing is what you're taking out of the economy, not what you're putting right. into the economy. Right. So it increases productivity. Yeah. Totally agree. Russ, appreciate you joining us today. Great analysis, my friend. And we'll be listening in uh, to the governor's address and then probably have you back on to talk about that some more. Have a good day, my friend. See you. Thank you, sir. Good seeing you. Russ Latino, president of Empower Mississippi. We'll be back with more here on the JT Show. Stay with us. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. As a small business owner, you know that running a business is no easy task. You're in the office and on your third cup of coffee before most even roll out of bed. That's why you need office equipment and solutions that help keep your business running smoothly. The experts at RJ Young provide office technology that ensures your business's network stays efficient and secure. So you can focus on what truly matters, growing your business. To discover how R.J. Young can help your small business grow, visit rjyoung.com slash smallbusiness. Since the current pandemic struck Mississippi, thousands of nurse practitioners have answered the call. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners provide over two-thirds of all primary care, reaching our most impoverished communities. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners spend time understanding their patients' needs and save Medicaid and Medicare millions. We're here for you. But current laws limit how nurse practitioners can help your community. Let your 
local legislator know how much nurse practitioners mean to you. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Practitioners. Nandy's Candy. Chocolate strawberries and chocolate baskets. Nandy's Candy. Personalized hearts. Nandy's Candy. Caramel popcorn. Nandy's Candy. Chocolate hearts in milk or dark chocolate. Nandy's Candy. Fudge and truffles. Nandy's Candy. It's all at Nandy's Candy. Nandy's Candy in Maywood Mart. 601-362-9553. Shop online at nandyscandy.com for curbside pickup or shipping. Open 10 to 6 Monday through Friday and 7 to 5 on Saturday. Dave Logan, General Manager, Canon Nissan of Jackson. 2021 is here. The time has never been better for a new Nissan. The remaining 2020 models have large rebates, great opportunity to save money. Here are a few great specials at Canon Nissan of Jackson. 2020 Nissan Altima SR. 3200 off MSRP plus 0.9% APR for 72 months. LC230459. 2020 Nissan Sentra SV. 2700 off MSRP. LY30-5450. And the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue, up to $2,000 off MSRP with 2.9% APR for 72 months. MW101377. Canon Nissan of Jackson. Our service department and parts department open six days a week. All safety protocols are in place for your safety. No appointment needed. We have over 700 pre-owned vehicles available. Remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to News Mississippi. The Department of Health is reporting a sharp rise in COVID-19-related deaths. After just five were included in Monday's report, the latest report includes 75 additional deaths, bringing Mississippi's death toll up to 5,852. With the confirmation of 1,452 new cases, the state's total climbs to over 266,000. Overall hospitalizations have dropped below 1,000 for the first time since late November. And a mother of four has been missing since December. Authorities in Winston County need your help to find 30-year-old Heather McCool, who was last seen the day before Christmas. A reward of $10,000 is being offered to anyone who can provide information leading to Heather's whereabouts. For all of your Mississippi sports weather and news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Andy Davis. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos. Or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions and exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more, Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening from 106.3 Casino Radio. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi reminding you to check out the College Football Fix every weekday at 5, driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, get tough trucks and great deals at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Starting with Ford F-150, built with outstanding power and smart features and the impressively capable 2021 Super Duty. No wonder F-Series is America's best-selling truck for 44 straight years. Test drive one today and don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Thousands of Bulldog fans have subscribed to the Thunder and Lightning podcast. 
have you. On each episode, Brian Haydad and Joel Coleman give you an inside look at your Mississippi State Bulldogs. The Thunder and Lightning podcast is free and available on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Thunder and Lightning on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thunder and Lightning from Supertalk Mississippi, covering the Bulldogs like no one else. For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Now, when I was a young boy, at the age of five, my mother said I was going to be the greatest man alive. But now I'm a man, way past 21, I want you to believe me, baby. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio, guiding you through the middle of this Tuesday. So just a follow-up to uh, our conversation with Russ New York, yeah. Cuomo is proposing a rate on the top earning band, the top uh, income earners in the state, to 14.7%. So just for perspective, in Mississippi, our top rate is 5%. The three, we have three brackets, three, four, and five, and a percent. And the 3% bracket has been... Uh, eliminate phase, phasing out. I think there are two years remaining on it. It phased phased out in accordance with the uh, the legislation at at the rate of one percent per year, I believe. And so I think we have two left, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then the four percent, five percent. So nonetheless, we're looking at fourteen point seven, roughly three times that amount. Of course, you say, well, that's on the higher income bands and so forth. Well. Things are relative, and it really doesn't matter. It's taxing income, income that could be, as Russ pointed out, uh, used for capital formation, consumption, investment, hiring people, etc. It, it's just we've we become obsessed with, with taxes for the sake of just getting a pound of flesh is what it seems like. We've got to punish those people that are at the top end of the income strata. There's no really economic reason for it. It's not like we're going to take that money and go pay down on the debt. No, they're not. They make it very clear. We're going to take that, and it's going to fund a fraction of these very aggressive spending plans that are just off the chart. You can't confiscate enough money to pay for what they want to spend it on. It's a... It's a fallacy, and it's presented in such a duplicitous fashion. Well, don't worry about these trillions of dollars that we've got um, teed up to spend on all these various government programs and initiatives. We're just going to tax those dirty, greedy, selfish, wicked, rich people, and that's going to pay for it. Simply not true. Not true. So, you know, there's, there's things that certainly people in Mississippi may not be happy about. Uh, and think we need to be more conservative. I agree. We need to keep pushing that, uh, pushing the state in that direction, as Russ and his organization are doing, for example, and, and I think members of our legislature are as well. But, man, when you look at the chasm now that exists, that I don't think existed before between the states, 
certainly from a taxation perspective. It's, it is just widened to the point that it, that it makes the Grand Canyon look like a backyard ditch. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a historical disparity, even including inflation, that's been this bad. I totally agree. I mean, we we have always, as a country, had the haves and the have-nots. You've had the rich states and the poor states. You've had the money-earning states and the money-losing states. But that cycle's gotten worse and worse the more government has grown. Yeah, there's no question about that. And, of course, uh, on the ceasefire text line, don't forget, you can text us 601-879-4395, but don't text and drive. Appreciate that. Uh, so is capitalism being taught in schools and universities in Mississippi? You know, uh, from observations and, I guess, just reading what I can find and can, and there's a fair amount about what is being taught in schools it really depends on the classroom, the professor, the school itself, leadership at the school, uh, the curriculum, the major. It's, uh, it's kind of broad in nature, but there's no question that polls bear out the fact that the vast majority of college professors and instructors lean left, some very far left, some absolutely oppose our capitalistic system and would prefer to implement socialism, many of them, even Marxism, communism. There's no question. They don't even try to hide it. So I have I share that concern, and any chance I get to get in front of young people to talk about the, the, the benefits of capitalism, and really it's free markets more than anything else. It's, it, it's, it's opportunity. The government owes you an opportunity, which means it stays out of your way more than anything. The more it tries to get in your way, the more it tries to equalize things. And that's what gets kind of scary and worrisome is that their idea of, of equity is really conformity. It's not, it's, uh, that's their, their approach and the tactic and the strategy is conformity. But once again, Seeking equal outcomes is a different endeavor than equal opportunity, and it's impossible. God just didn't make us that way. When, when I can I, see the argument for for teaching capitalism in high school or something like that. Earlier than that, I don't really see them getting it. But on the flip side, besides teaching political ideology or economic ideology, whether it be capitalism or socialism or whatever, I think the vast majority of the student body would benefit from a simple economics class on the scale of a household. Yeah, totally there, agree. There are so many people of my generation and generations younger than my generation that don't have the foggiest, faintest clue how to be responsible with money. Yeah. Agree. And and to some extent, it, it just doesn't feel like or seem that many of our teachers at, at those levels, in elementary and high school and middle school, uh, understand it well enough to teach and instruct on it. And maybe that's because they're not being educated on it when they're getting their degrees to become an educator. 
that that's just missing in the discussion. And unfortunately, that's not acceptable, in my view, because it is fundamental to every one of us. None of some us would argue that. That, that that needs to be taught at home, but yes, there are certain economic principles that you teach in the household. You, you learn the value of a dollar from your family. Sure. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. But when it comes to economic principles and, and theories and, and driving forces behind how your money interacts with everybody else's, that's more difficult to get from a familial setting. I agree. I agree. And so I, I do think that, you know, what I think students could perhaps benefit from is is just exchanging their ideas in a classroom setting, in a group setting, that they learn from each other on, on those kinds of issues. And, and hopefully the instructor can share some experiences, personal experiences, without, you know, getting into – to private details about their financial life. But everybody has friends, I think, and acquaintances that have shared their their personal financial situations and challenges that you become familiar with and can pass on. But certainly from just basic economics, uh, maybe in these classrooms it would make sense to bring in a small business owner, an entrepreneur, let them talk about for example, what would happen if the minimum wage were raised and what happens when all these regulations are thrown at them and how they have to deal with that. Heck, just getting your taxes done is crazy and not something that the average person can do without help. And they end up and, – and that's in spite of the fact that, that great companies have produced fantastic tools to help you with that that are all available to us for a small amount of money. But nonetheless, you still get into complexities, and if you mess up, then you got to deal with that situation. So Adam and Baldwin, by the way, Rhino says, stupid taxes just dropped $800 on a card tag. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole other issue, and a fair amount of that is determined at the, at the county level, ad valorem taxes uh, to fund schools and, and so forth at the county level. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a... It's just one of those situations where how do we make sure government collects the minimum amount of money to uh, fund the appropriate functions of government, and what's the best way to collect that minimum amount of money? And that means analyzing every line item and making sure the taxpayers are getting uh, their best value for that. Uh Jim from Ripley on the ceasefire text line, people still haven't figured out that corporations and rich people don't pay taxes. Consumers pay the taxes they just get passed down. Well, yeah, it, um, somewhat, it, you could certainly say that. You know, corporations, probably more the case where they've got a, a business model that they – uh, that is is built around a strategy where they give guidance and projections, and they're trying to hit certain certain financial performance numbers. Rich people, I'll talk about that when we when we come back. Uh, that's probably a different individuals we're talking about. So, whereas I would say, because of corporate taxation and personal income taxation, there's a little bit of a double dip. There absolutely is. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the JT Show, Walking Out on Taxes, Super Talk, Mississippi. Chicago. Chicago. 
For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and 223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At the range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at the range. A totally new and different type of gun store. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners unnecessary. At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance. But I do miss having shelves. Hmm. What would you put on them? Nothing, obviously. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was down 49 to 81.84. May cotton was down 38 to 82.92. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, March soybeans were up 24 and a quarter to 13.68 per bushel. May soybeans were up 24 and a half to 13.67 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was up 13 and a half to 525 per bushel. May corn was up 13 and a quarter to 527 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, April live cattle was up 52 to 123.47. June live cattle was up 70 to 119.52. March feeders down 10 cents to 143.75. April feeders up 12 cents to 146.37. At this hour, the Dow Jones is up 65 points, 31,025. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Mississippi Agri-News Network. When it comes to growing cotton, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. The powerful combination of Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton and Extendamax Herbicide with Vapor Grip technology means I'm getting built-in pest protection and an increased spectrum of control of insects like bullworms and tobacco budworm on top of effective weed control. That adds up to stronger yield potential. In fact, Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton showed an 87 pound per acre advantage on average versus top planted phytogen varieties. It's no wonder the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Yield claims are based on 2017 to 2019 Bayer trials. Extendamax is a restricted use pesticide. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. What are you even talking about? News, sports, celebrity gossip, food. What, what, what does that mean? You know, they talk about normal stuff. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, final segment, hour one. Thanks for joining us today. Text us at 601-879-4395. That's the C Spire text line. And after the break, coming up at the top of the hour, we've got Drew Snyder, the executive director of Mississippi Division of Medicaid. He'll join us in the studio. And then 1137, continuing with letting your voice be heard. You can call us. We'll give out the number later, but write it down, 888-808-8637. So Jim from Ripley, just continuing his discussion, Rhino says, who's a rich person? I think that's what, uh, Jim, you meant to say. And we, hey, Where do you draw that line? Yeah, we totally agree. It, that is incredibly subjective, and, and we've, we've kind of conferred that power to the federal government. Which is dangerous because federally a rich person looks totally different than locally. Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, it's such a sub- subjective figure. Uh, and if you look, by the same token, if you ask anyone on the left, well, okay, these are what our current tax rates, and you say that's not fair. Well, how much is fair? You never get a straight answer to that question. Like, give it to me in absolute dollar figure percentage terms. You can't get a straight answer on it. They don't really know. They just want more they want a pound of your flesh, and it's gotten to where it's it's sort of comical anyhow if you think about it, because we we collect uh, about three trillion dollars presently in taxes. That's that's not only income taxes, but that would be payroll taxes for Medicare and Social Security as well. About three trillion dollars we spend pre-pandemic, pre-COVID fiscal year 2019, spend about 4.1 trillion. Generating, as you can see, a deficit of around a trillion. Uh, but now taxes really—they don't even come close to covering the amount of money we're writing checks for. And President Joe Biden basically is embracing the idea of, of deficit spending. It's they're the sky's the limit. He says he's being advised by economists, by his own Treasury Secretary. So even raising taxes to the extent he's proposed. It doesn't even remotely come close to covering the amount of money that he wants to spend. Jim also says, I'm not rich, but I sure am blessed. Well, I would argue that's being rich, frankly, Jim. Appreciate that. If you're blessed, that's what matters more than anything. So uh, without so on the 601 ceasefire text line, without trying to sound like a leftist, wouldn't you all agree that economics class relations are a much larger issue than race relations. How many of the issues in our nation could be resolved if we help poor people not be poor, get them off the government uh, largesse? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we, we tend to focus on taking away from the most successful in society and, and sort of chopping their legs off. You know, the, the metaphor I like to use, everybody knows I think by now I like to play golf, but I work hard at my golf game, but I just can't 
get in the league with, say, Tiger Woods. But, you know, if we cut both his hands off, I might be able to compete with him. It's it's questionable. It's dubious. But that's kind of what we're saying with respect to income here. You never hear about anything to help people uh, participate uh, in the American dream uh, and and lift them up economically and improve their, their own economic situation unless the government gets involved and just takes from this this group of people and redistributes to that group of people. That's their solution to it, because that's basically all they can get, can do. They never talk about, you know, if we got out of the way and let people pursue their own dreams and, uh, and let them uh, reach their fullest potential and exploit their strengths to lift up their incomes, there's plenty of opportunity in this country. Nobody can convince me otherwise. But we don't seem to address the root cause, which I still believe is the dissolution of the traditional family. It's where that all starts. And as long as we just keep shifting money around and playing this income shell game, that's really not having any kind of uh, permanent uh, uh, mark, I think, on lifting people up the income scale. So I I agree. Ricky in Jackson says, we need a maximum wage, not a minimum wage. Hmm. Well, that would be communism, uh, essentially, when you get to a point where the government just confiscates uh, your lawful earnings. Uh, we would uh, absolutely go in the tank if we did that, if we uh, maximize, if we instituted some sort of maximum we should also do the same for Tom Brady, right? He can't win another Super Bowl. He's, I think he's grossly exceeded the max relative to his peers. Alabama should not have been allowed to win the national championship. We could just go down the list. That is essentially replacing the quest for superiority, and I really should say for, for meritocracy. Yeah, they're being rewarded speed on that. running to max out and then yeah. coasting from there. It's nuts. So, I know more people who are happy than rich people who are happy. Nick in Oxford, yeah, happiness is is again, it's subjective. It's got nothing to do necessarily with your balance sheet. It's not it. But a lot of us get happier by the by the production of other people. We'll be back after the break. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden's been choosing a theme a day for executive actions and orders this week. Today, it's racial equity. The president is expected to sign executive actions, creating a commission on policing, reinstating an Obama-era policy, barring the transfer of military equipment to local police departments, and limiting the use of private prisons. Additional actions may include directing the Department of Housing and Urban Development to promote equitable housing policies and disavowing discrimination against the Asian American and Pacific Islander communities. Fox is Rachel Sutherland. At least one person is killed in a tornado in Alabama. There are people hurt in a search for anyone trapped in damaged or destroyed buildings. A winter storm's hit the Midwest. 
Snow shovelers and plow trucks out in full force from central Kansas to Michigan with winter storm warnings amid powerful winds and whiteout conditions across Iowa, northern Illinois, and southern Wisconsin. Fox's Jeff Donato. America's listening to Fox News. Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. Efforts are underway to provide more options for virtual education. Grant Callen is CEO of Empower Mississippi. It would do two things. So there'd be a full-time option where kids could enroll full-time, but it would also create an option where you could, a student who's in a rural district who may love their school, but would like to take a you know advanced chemistry, or maybe a kid wants to take Mandarin or computer coding. Mobile sports betting could be on the horizon. Introduced by Senator Philip Moran, a bill aims to expand sports betting in Mississippi to mobile platforms, while current law requires you to place all bets on the property of a casino. Similar bills have died in past sessions, and House Speaker Philip Gunn said in December that the House Gaming Committee isn't in favor of the idea. For more information, find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Seaspire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. Seaspire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be. Seaspire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trade This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything. On the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Yesterday's storms led to a fatality in Leake County. Reports say 36-year-old Robert Andrew Terry died after his vehicle crashed into a fallen tree on the Natchez Trace. The destructive storm system was also felt in Alabama. One person is dead and nearly 30 injured after a tornado struck near Birmingham. There's a bill that aims to make restoration of voting rights easier for those who have been convicted but have met all the requirements upon completion of their sentence. Representative Jeremy Anderson is the 
author of the legislation. There's only two methods, the governor pardon and then the legislature with the bill with your name on it. That's it. That may sound like, okay, that's a simple thing. Call your representative, call your senator. But he says that process doesn't actually exist. It's literally up to one person in the House and one person in the Senate to decide whether or not your crime fits whatever this arbitrary description or process or standard is for the House or Senate. Anderson said those convicted of murder or rape would not be eligible. Since the current pandemic struck Mississippi, thousands of nurse practitioners have answered the call. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners provide over two-thirds of all primary care, reaching our most impoverished communities. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners spend time understanding their patients' needs and save Medicaid and Medicare millions. We're here for you. But current laws limit how nurse practitioners can help your community. Let your local legislator know how much nurse practitioners mean to you. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Practitioners. The 2021 Virtual Vaping Summit, hosted by Enrich Mississippi and partially funded by the Mississippi State Department of Health, will be on February 4th. You'll learn about e-cigarettes from medical and psychology professionals, debunking vaping myths, vaping in schools, parent and youth testimonials, and a legislative roundtable. This is a great opportunity to learn more about the vaping crisis affecting our youth. To register, visit enrichms.org slash summit. To sponsor, contact Jill Gordon at jillg at enrichms.org. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Just when you think you've heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all. Heard it all. It's time. It's time to kickstart another hour of the JT Show. What are you freaking is? On with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with JT on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Hour two of the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbard in, along with Rhino, leading you through the middle part of your day. And joining us now in the studio, the executive director of the Mississippi Division of Medicaid, our good friend Drew Snyder, and he's accompanied by the communications director of the agency, Mike Westerfield. Morning, gentlemen. Thanks for coming in. Morning, Gerard. Good. Thank you for having us. All right, so Medicaid, let's a little background level set it for us here, uh, Drew. Medicaid, I think, is not known as being as big an agency as it is, certainly in terms of state uh, budget and the money it consumes, just under a billion dollars, I believe, at last check of the total uh, state budget. and since you've been in, Drew, you have done a really good job of kind of holding the line on the growth of Medicaid, uh, and in some cases, I believe, even being able to pull back on some of the state's part of that. Am I saying that right, Drew? I think you've had some success there. Yeah, we've been fortunate, and uh, we we look at direct state support a lot. So, you know, you know, Medicaid is split up in a lot of different ways. It's, uh, it's 
partly funded uh, by the federal government. Uh, total spend for you know, this upcoming year, we're projecting to be about $6.6 billion, you know, which is about a third of total uh, expenditures for the state. You know, the federal government picks up about uh, 80% of that you know, right now during the pandemic. So about $1.3 billion to $1.4 billion fall on these you know, non-federal share sources. Yeah. And most of that comes from you know, what we call direct state support, and that's general funds and state support special funds. And that's where things can uh, – that's where money can get scarce. And, and right now we're looking um, at uh, under $900 million in direct state support, and that's actually what you – know, around the same amount that uh, we had in uh, 2014. So to be able to uh, keep that you know, level uh, over – um, over seven seven years uh, is uh, uh, is pretty encouraging. I mean, we're looking at the lowest uh, direct state support spend in about a decade. Even though uh, enrollment uh, approaching eight hundred thousand is going to be among the highest in the past decade. Eight hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, last I checked, it was like seven twenty, and of that, drew uh, a large number are children, right, enrolled in the various programs that fall under Medicaid's purview? That's right. We've got uh, slightly over half uh, our children. We've actually seen that population you know, growing a little faster since the um, since the pandemic, but that is our largest uh, populate, uh, uh, category. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the program itself is mostly comprised of children, you know, the disabled and the elderly. Yeah. And so the topic, of course, of Medicaid expansion was a big one, certainly during the 2019 gubernatorial race, and it and it comes up again. And I think a bill, if I'm not mistaken, has been filed. Was it Senator Simmons that filed it this year on the Senate side? But I, I can't recall. But I think a bill has been filed, right, to expand Medicaid again this year. That's right. And every every year um, there are multiple Medicaid expansion bills that have been introduced. I think on the House side, Representative Scoggin um, has one, okay. Representative Clark, and you know, a, a, a few senators have them. Look, uh, as of this morning, about 34 uh, bills have been uh, referred on the Senate side, uh, over 30 on the House side. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of Medicaid-related you know, legislation in this session. Well, so what do you think the chances are? I mean, the governor made it very clear that, that he did not support that. So if it were to make its way through the House and Senate, more than likely gets vetoed. What, what do you think the chances are? Yeah, look, the the agencies tried to stay away from the the Medicaid expansion debate, but I think it's uh, we, we had an election in 2019, and uh, the governor ran against uh, you know, two primary opponents that supported expansion, and he ran against the uh, the Democratic nominee that supported Medicaid expansion, and he did not, and he won. And, yeah, you know, I think from uh, on the legislative side, and I know Representative Mims was uh, here with you last yep. week and yep. seemed to indicate that there wasn't uh, a whole lot of movement uh, from the House of Representatives there. So um, it, it seems like it would be a stretch. Uh, it, but you know, what, we'll, what we're trying to do is you know, be a, resource, a good technical resource for you know, policymakers so if they have questions and they can 
can get you know, good information that we know. And you know, since I've been director, we haven't delved into uh, Medicaid expansion or the uh, or the cost. But what I can tell you is I've looked at Louisiana's numbers, and they've got about uh, which did expand. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's but correct. They, yeah. yeah, they expanded several years ago. Um, they've currently got six hundred five hundred ninety nine thousand. Um, Medicaid recipients enrolled in that uh, in, in uh, the Medicaid expansion category. That's 12.9 percent of their population. And if you, I know Louisiana is uh, different in Mississippi. And if you've seen one Medicaid program, you've seen one Medicaid program. But <laughs> if 12.9 percent of Mississippians were enrolled in that Medicaid expansion category, that's 300 and uh, that's well over 300,000. Yeah. You know, people, uh, and if you look at what Louisiana spends per member, uh, which CMS had in 2018 around $6,300, you know, per person, um, you're getting into that's that's a $240 million or so. Uh, Cost just in the the, the non federal share. So, yeah. uh, and, and look, it may it's probably a little high right now because, and that that may that may represent a ceiling because we've seen some huge growth in enrollment um, since uh, since March. You know, when uh, Congress passed the COVID relief package, then they added six point two uh, percentage points in the federal matching assistance percentage. You know, but what went along with that was continuous uh, eligibility. So if you were eligible for Medicaid on March 18th of 2020, you're you're eligible today unless you you terminate coverage or or die. Yeah. So it's just, we should probably review the fact that originally when the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, was passed, the uh, original intent was that all states would be required to expand Medicaid in order to uh, participate in base Medicaid, to retain their participation in that. And as, as part of the, the, um, the challenge to the law that went to the Supreme Court, uh, with respect to whether or not the individual mandate is a tax, and you know that you remember the argument, but a, a critical part of that decision, which I think even Justice Roberts, who, who's um, a, uh, a regular target from the right, I think he's the one that came down and said the federal government cannot require a state to to participate in this expansion to retain what they already are participating in. And so that is why we have, I think, 12 states now that have not expanded, 38 have, Mississippi being one of them, Texas has not expanded. Most of those in the South Florida, Georgia, I think, are among them as well. But um, And it was Representative Clark. Uh, on the House side, by the way, that, that filed the uh, the bill. Um, this is just a continuing debate, is it not? The estimates, Drew, help me out here, 176,000 able-bodied adults would be eligible for Medicaid. Is, I mean, and you've seen the numbers go from that to 250,000, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we've seen everything from this is going to cost the state $75 million to this is going to this would cost the state uh, $250 yeah, million. exactly. And, and that's just our 10% match, That's right? Correct. Uh, and that's a, a, a common question that comes up is, well, the federal government 
could show up one year and say, you're not getting your 10% match. We're going to go to the regular match, which would more than double, frankly, um, our the state's share of that. That's uh, my personal opinion is that there's there may be reasons to oppose this. That's not likely. Right. Thirty-eight I, states that have expanded, they're not going to. Most of which are Democrat states. Frankly, they're not going to leave them hanging, uh, holding the ball there. No, I, I think you're right. I think that was a valid concern early on, but they're 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 not uh, they're not reducing uh, those types of benefits these yeah. days. Can you stay away through the break? Absolutely. We'll talk more about Medicaid with the agency's executive director, Drew Snyder. He's in the studio. Stay with us. The JT Show will continue after this. Administrations, it's the American honky-tonk bar association. Go join your American honky-tonk bar association. Since the current pandemic struck Mississippi, thousands of nurse practitioners have answered the call. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners provide over two-thirds of all primary care, reaching our most impoverished communities. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners spend time understanding their patients' needs and save Medicaid and Medicare millions. We're here for you. But current laws limit how nurse practitioners can help your community. Let your local legislator know how much nurse practitioners mean to you. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Practitioners. Start off the new year with explosive savings during the New Year's Celebration Sales Event at Mazda of Jackson. In 2021, we resolved to offer money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. For example, get 0.9% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We have truckloads of 2021s arriving, so you're sure to find the perfect Mazda. Looking for something like new? We're offering 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Start off 2021 with explosive savings during the New Year's Celebration Sales Event at Must of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mustofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. 
Hey y'all, I'm Kayla Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and owner operated for over 50 years. Come see our newly expanded store for all your tool needs. Our goal is to serve you and help you get the job done right with some of our power and hand tools from the biggest brands, but without the big box prices. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, to name a few. Ace Bolton Screw Company, proudly, locally owned and operated. Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. ATN Rhino. Have you been exposed to any type of radioactivity? This is the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. To the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Our guest in the studio, Drew Snyder, Executive Director, Division of Medicaid. So, Drew, just quickly for the benefit of our audience, I've gotten a couple of questions on the ceasefire tax line. The categories of folks who are eligible for the base Medicaid that we operate here in the state of Mississippi. So, yeah, primarily uh, it's uh, it's children, and um, those are different um, newborns. It goes up to a higher, it goes up to uh, about 194%, and as they get older, that number you know, drops a little Above bit. the federal poverty level. That's, that's yeah. correct. So when I say 194%, and that, that would apply for pregnant women as well, that would be around $43,000 for a family of, of three. Um, we, do, we have a category... Uh, for low, what we call low-income parent t- caretakers, and those are uh, adults with children, um, and it's up to 27% uh, of the federal poverty level, which is uh, around, yeah, might be more around $3,600 uh, yeah, a year. Um, we have about 160,000 dually eligible uh, members uh, that also have Medicare coverage. Um, we've got uh, about 25,000 that are in a partial benefit category um, we call the family planning waiver um, and we've got uh, we've got close to 20,000 in our home and community based uh, waivers where uh, that are intended to keep uh, elderly and disabled individuals out of the nursing home uh, longer and that's been a program that's continued to you know, grow and um, become more important over the past 15 years yeah so where do we rank drew as a state in terms of the percentage of our population that are enrolled in Medicaid. We we are not at the top because we don't have uh, we don't have expansion. expansion yeah. I think New Mexico may be yeah, towards the top. Um, it's 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 been a quarter of the population, uh, you know, for a while. Yeah, and uh, and our federal match, uh, meaning the amount the federal government pays towards operating the Medicaid program in the state. 
I think we rank fairly high on that. Yeah, we we're, the, we're the highest in the country yeah, on there. 72, 73%? Uh, it, it, the blended uh, the blended FMAP that we were looking at uh, this year was around 79, and in previous years it was around 77. Okay. And, and you can account for the, some of the enhanced match during the pe- pandemic causing that change. Yeah, so it's uh, main point is it's it's a big part of our government, uh, certainly, and, and uh it's it's developed into I guess the the largest program uh, that is funded by income taxes uh, primarily almost almost I guess exclusively but on the fe- at the federal level it's what a five hundred and fifty billion dollar program I want to say it's 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 roughly uh, it's it's fifteen percent or so of the total federal budget Medicaid. And since Obamacare was passed, I think we've more than doubled, if I'm not mistaken, the number enrolled in Medicaid. Um, 70 million or so, does that sound like a reasonable number to you? I want to say it's 45 million on Medicare, 72 or so million on Medicaid, almost doubled since uh, it went into effect, expansion went into effect, which is not surprising. So it's not, you and I were talking at the break, it's not really a matter of do we want people to have access to to health care and it be affordable, it's really a matter of what's the best mechanism to deliver that? Is, if, is it Medicaid? Is it vouchers? Is it subsidies to buy in the exchanges? Is it Medicare for all as is being proposed? Uh, the, the Mississippi CARES plan, which is, is the model that the Mississippi Hospital Association, I believe, is, is advocating for, would, is designed to take the burden of the cost Born by the state, uh, up it, within the hospitals and the hospital community, uh, it's it's not it's correct. It, uh, am I correct on that, Drew? So, no, uh, yeah, that's right. I, I think under their their proposal, um, they would cover um, most or all of the non federal uh, share, and it also calls for enrollees paying a small premium. Is that right? Twenty, thirty dollars a month, something to that effect, and that's. Uh, Really similar to other models in other states, I believe that have been implemented. Indiana, the pen, the one Pence did, is the one the the Democrats refer to regularly. Yeah, look on the these premium payments. It's uh, it, it brings up one of the challenges of uh, Medicaid because that that message is really well, and I think everybody would agree that you know if you're an able-bodied adult and you're getting a you know, a benefit of five hundred dollar a month, you know, healthcare benefit, you should put in a little bit. Of your uh, of your own money into the um, yeah, into that. Sure. Now, uh, Medicaid rules, however, have made it very difficult to you know put a twenty dollar a month premium or you know, really you know, any significant copay pays uh, you know, cost sharing you know, at yeah. all on these uh, beneficiaries. So, you know, I, I think uh, we sometimes wrestle with things that seem to be you know, common sense, and then when you look at the federal regulations and statutes. That you've got to uh, got to comply with it makes some of those yeah you know, achieving some of that a little bit uh, a little bit more difficult yeah so Drew tell us about some of the things that that the agency is doing at the state and federal level to try to combat some of the fraud we hear we hear that a lot from the public there's I know so and so that went and got Medicaid coverage and they really shouldn't qualify for it and things like that it, I know it's complex it's difficult they're income tests asset tests. What are you guys doing to to combat that? Yeah. 
eliminating waste and abuse, the, the first place it starts is with y- using your data uh, and good and advanced analytics. And yeah. we, we've made it a, a real priority to you know, to understand our data and get down there. And you know, we still got work to do. Sure. And we've got you know with uh, but algorithms that can identify uh, uh, unusual uh, billing behavior uh, and you know, we we sit around and talk of, you know, on the eligibility side too about some different things that we need to put into place to identify you know people that you know may where it, they may not uh, you know, they may where we may need to take another look yeah. at whether they you know, qualify or not, and that's why I look, and that's why making these accurate eligibility determinations is you know so important because there's a a big impact to the taxpayer um, if we make a mistake. Sure, and we should point out when we talk about fraud and abuse, it's not just from uh, the recipients, the enrollees. It comes from the provider side as well. There's there's uh, just lots of fraud that goes on with respect to claims filed against Medicaid, and and you know you hear some say, well, gee, if if we uh, if we started really clamping down on that, we might lose providers because the reimbursement rate is is low relative to uh, private coverage, and uh, that's necessary just to keep the doors open. So it's a, it's a, it's a tough business model in in that respect. It, it, so that's yeah, and uh, we. Uh, we we want to do and one thing that we really focus on is paying correctly the first time sure. because hunting the trying to recover you know this money you know whether it's through a fraud investigation or just recoupments it can be difficult and you don't have you don't have an unlimited period of time um, to uh, to recover it and you got to give the the federal share back to the, the federal government so you know the best thing that we could do from a program integrity side is pay it right um, and, and to make sure that our rules are clear uh, and consistent because where we see you know, issues sometimes is not out of any ill intent it's just that uh, people didn't understand what they were supposed to do and that's uh, you know there's uh, training and education that you know is uh, is important is important there uh, and we don't we're not trying to uh, we're trying to protect taxpayer money but we're also not trying to like gotcha with providers who sure. unwillingly were. And that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. so a, a lot of the errors and perhaps overpayments, sometimes underpayments, they're just they're just legitimate errors and mistakes because it is complex. Unfortunately, uh, that extends to all aspects of health care and third-party payers being in the middle of that. It's just uh, anybody that's listening that's gotten bills from, say, a, a, a hospital, an operation or something, and you get this myriad of bills and all these explanation of benefits, it's complicated. There's Absolutely. no question. And a lot of times you say, well, you get a call. Well, I didn't know I was supposed to pay that. I can't figure out what I'm supposed to pay and how much. And the providers, they have issues with some of those complexities as well. So, Drew, appreciate the great work uh, you do overseeing the agency. I know that it is one of the more complex and more difficult uh, tasks within the state government. But uh, look forward to hearing what the governor has to say about that. I'm sure he'll have some comments about Medicaid today. Appreciate it, sir. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir.
Drew Snyder, Executive Director of Mississippi Division of Medicaid. We'll be back after these messages. You can call us in in the next segment. Don't forget, 808-808-8637. country. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service is your central Mississippi boating headquarters. RJ's offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington pontoon boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's service-built. Rogers Dev Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabs fleet. Call the Rogers Dabs business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dabs Chevrolet. Find new roads. Whether it's getting the kiddos to school. I love you. Bye, Mom. Or taking it off-road and uphill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. We've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger, call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing, the state's largest roofer. And there's a simple reason for that, customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601-966-8233, WatkinsConstructionInc.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. 144 Tactical, Highway 49 South in Florence. Come check out our selection of custom AR-15s as well as parts and accessories. When it comes to your firearm needs, we've got you covered with customizing, laser engraving, or modifications. 144 is a certified Cerakote facility offering a lifetime warranty on all coatings and 144 rifles. Let our professionals help you turn your custom needs into reality. 12 months, same as cash financing on everything in the store. 144tactical.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. Efforts are underway to provide more options for virtual education. Grant Callen is CEO of Empower Mississippi. It would do two things. So there'd be a full-time option where kids could enroll full-time, but it would also create an option where you could, a student who's in a rural district who may love their school, but would like to take a you know advanced chemistry, or maybe a kid wants to take Mandarin or computer coding. 
Mobile sports betting could be on the horizon. Introduced by Senator Philip Moran, a bill aims to expand sports betting in Mississippi to mobile platforms, while current law requires you to place all bets on the property of a casino. Similar bills have died in past sessions, and House Speaker Philip Gunn said in December that the House Gaming Committee isn't in favor of the idea. For more information, find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Kelly Bettin. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi reminding you to check out the College Football Fix every weekday at 5, driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, get tough trucks and great deals at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Starting with Ford F-150, built with outstanding power and smart features and the impressively capable 2021 Super Duty. No wonder F-Series is America's best-selling truck for 44 straight years. Test drive one today and don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Did you know that 45 of the 50 states prohibit any laser surgery by optometrists? There is no minor laser surgery on the eye. If a procedure involves cutting human tissue with a laser scalpel or other instruments, it's surgery and it must be taken seriously. Permitting optometrists to perform surgery poses a risk to patient safety. Support safe surgery by leaving eye surgery to the eye surgeons. Patient safety first. Vote no on sent bills 2761 and 2763. Paid for by the Mississippi State Medical Association. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. JT Show. Wow! I know, I'm so pumped. It's such a great program. The JT Show with JT and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. I got rice cooking in the microwave. Got a three-day beard I don't plan to shave. And it's a goofy thing, but I just got to say, hey, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I think Welcome I'll back to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. The phone lines are now open at 888-808-8637. Give us a call here. We'll talk about what you want to. So, Chris the Mailman said, I wish I was rich enough to know that money wouldn't buy me happiness. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, by the way, I did look it up at the break. Uh, $72 million. Uh, on enrolled in Medicaid, it was forty-five million when Barack Obama took office. Just for perspective, it uh, is approaching now uh, an expenditure of about six hundred and fifty billion uh, annually. That's about sixteen percent, uh, a little bit more than that, of our total budget. So, and it's on an upward traject- trajectory, and that, of course, is without. Uh, some 12 states not expanding Medicaid. Look, hats off to Drew. That is a tough job, and I think a lot of people don't realize how big an agency that is, and and hopefully you caught what he said. Even though the state's portion of that is just under a billion dollars, some 900 and uh, change, 900, 900 million and change, the total combined federal state is north of $6 billion. That is as big, if not slightly bigger, than the entire general fund budget. That's just how big Medicaid is uh, in our state, and it's all states. It's, a, it's just a huge program, 
And we never talk about, do we, certainly within uh, the Democrat circles, how do we lift people out of poverty and get them off the Medicaid so that they don't need it? How do we get them uh, to be more gainfully employed and increase their their uh, household income so they're less reliant? It just seems like they want to keep throwing more of these programs at them to make them more reliant, I guess, thus establishing permanent voterhood in their favor. Uh, Jeff in Hattiesburg says, whether the state or federal government pays for Medicaid, we all lose as the taxpayer the more numbers that we have on it. Yeah, no question. So Medicaid, again, is funded by uh, your federal taxes and your state taxes, income taxes. There, There's uh, really no other source of revenue for the most part. Um, Mike in Gulfport had an interesting comment, Rhino. And it, it, it uh, pertains to the the texture, I guess, that wanted to limit one's maximum income, which I do believe, by the way, is the ultimate goal of the left. They want to the, their idea is not to try to uh, lift everyone up and increase the economic status of all Americans. No, it's really to beat down those at the top of the income rungs to kind of narrow the gap. Because, you know, of course, hurting someone else and limiting their potential and their production and the value that they that, that they contribute to society, oh, yeah, that helps everybody. That's the idea. But he just says that he's concerned, and I, I'm not going to read the entire comment there, Mike, but he thinks that there was a time when we taught the differences between socialism, communism, and capitalism, the three primary economic models. He remembers that in high school in the 60s in Jackson area, and, and evidently that's not a class anymore, and then we had a, a class on civics. He said in 65 there was a record amount of national merit scholars at one of the Jackson high schools, and we haven't come close to that since. And he, he agrees with my comment that, the disintegration of the traditional family, reduction in church membership, et cetera, are, are contributing to our problems. We just don't talk about it. He says it's a travesty. So I, I agree. Um, so uh, Michael from Columbus sent us a, a, a text there. You want to read it, Rhino? Yeah, Gerard and Rhino, the genuineness of your heart, soul, and efforts to make such a positive impact on many of our lives, I am appreciative. Thank you. I uh, appreciate Thank you that. For yeah. Thanks for listening. I agree with that. Uh, I got a chuckle from the 662 on the ceasefire text line. Whoever said money can't buy happiness hasn't been broke before. <laughs> you know, it sure does make life easier, doesn't it? it? It, You know, when you can focus on things other than that and you're not constantly concerned and sweating and staying up and, and, I don't know, most everybody in this country has been there at one time or another. There are very few that, uh, at the end of the day, the the left wants you to believe that everybody's wealthy just inherited it, and that's just absolute nonsense. The overwhelming vast majority of the wealthy people in this country, they please their fellow man. That's how they got there. If you don't believe me, just look at that phone that you're here carrying around. And don't just think about that one device, folks, but the massive amount of infrastructure and technology 
and goods and services behind. Just the delivery of that text message that you guys are sending and we're responding to made a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of people, uh, wealthy and and certainly provided them one heck of an income. I can tell you that. Uh, by the way, Apple is approaching, it looks like, with the introduction of the new phone. saw a report on the business news this morning. They may have the first hundred billion dollar quarter which is insane you know we've said this before (laughs) they have more money on their more cash on their balance sheet than the fed does at any point in time it's the country's uh it's the it's the world's i think uh, most valuable uh company um people who say (laughs) money can't buy happiness don't know where to shop that's a, that's a good one. Don't forget, you can call us, 888-808-8637. I love to hear from you. Uh, let's see. If athletes who make millions are concerned about social justice, I suggest they use their funds to start programs, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's all part of should should government be the – uh, the purveyor of social justice, which is just through a series of rules and regulations and laws and now executive orders. There are more executive orders scheduled to come out today. This this uh, uh, this series of uh, VOs the president is on tap to sign today are, are purportedly designed to address racial uh, injustices and inequality. I I've gotten to the point where I don't exactly know what that means anymore. But every I, I read uh, uh, yesterday uh, another one of uh, Biden's plans on climate. And throughout the entire, like, 40-page document, there's all these references to environmental injustice and then racial inequality, and everything's about how do we get federal money into these areas to most benefit those that are considered minorities from a, an environmental perspective? Heck, it's Pete Buttigieg, uh, Mayor Pete now, the Secretary of Transportation. He's now referenced roads as racist. I can't figure that one out, how a road gets to be racist. But So you're going to see that in climate change in general uh, just undergird every policy, every decision, every discussion. That's just that's the central theme nowadays. It's like, well, when do we ever just talk about how to give people opportunity and allow them to pursue happiness? We never talk about that. Maybe too much government is causing the problem there. Has that ever crossed anybody's mind? I'm still stuck on environmental injustice. <laughs> Is that does that mean there's not enough parks nearby? Yeah, what they claim is that the the areas that are I guess the most polluted and um you know that have the le- the least amount of pristine breathable air and consumable water, etc. So China. Yeah, exactly. But we give them a dang pass, right? The the we Americans have to pay for their uh, their indiscretions with respect to environment, and not just them, uh, but but Russia as well to some extent. India's terrible; it's a dump in that in uh, that respect. But yeah, but it, it all comes down on us, of, of course. Don't forget, give us a call eight 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 zero eight eight six three seven. 
today is equity day from Biden. Now, yeah, well, it is with respect to – that's on the ceasefire tax line. It is with respect to his plans to sign a whole bunch of executive orders. There's no no, uh, no doubt about that. Uh what does Rusty and Greenville says? Money may not be able to buy happiness, but I believe enough money can buy me a close enough facsimile <laughs> that I'll be happy until I die. At least I'd love to test the theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Also on the ceasefire tax line, I've never been rich, but I've never done without either, so I guess I am rich. No question. I'd you know, I wish I'd have brought it in today. I'm trying to recall. I read an article in The Economist, which I've been subscribing to for many years. It is a left-leaning publication. It comes out of the U.K. And they talk about minimum wage, so-called minimum wage, average wage, really. It's not a mandated minimum wage. Average wage in China is the equivalent of about 2 bucks a day is the way it shakes out. And we're looking at $15 an hour here. I, the poorest people in our nation or exceedingly more wealthy than the rest of the world in relative terms. It never gets discussed. But yet we want to try to be like the other countries. Figure that. We'll take a break and come back with the final segment here of the second hour of the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Happy New Year to all you lawn-loving radio listeners out there. This is your local outdoor power equipment specialist, Cameron Hartley, here to tell you all about the great wintertime specials we have going on right now at Hartley Equipment. Homeowners, from now until the end of February, bring in your X-Mark mower and receive 10% off on seasonal tune-up services. For this special, we're also offering free pickup and delivery within 10 miles of the store on all X-Mark mowers. If you're ready to trade in your old X-Mark for a brand new one, then Hartley Equipment will offer you top dollar on your trade-in. Right now, we have financing options with 0% interest and no money down. Get a new X-Mark Zero Term for as little as $79 a month. With the purchase of any new XMARC Zero Turn, we're going to give you a free first service and a $100 prepaid Visa gift card. Come by Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt and see for yourself why we're the number one XMARC dealer in Mississippi. And as always, shop, shop smartly, shop, shop Hartley. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. China continues to press for a meeting between the two nations' leaders. President Xi Jinping congratulated Joe Biden on his election victory and wants to meet with the high-ranking U.S. official to discuss plans to discuss 
climate change, the pandemic, and getting in the initial meeting between Biden and Chinese president with a focus shifted away from trade, the issue that has dominated the relations between the two countries. Biden, however, has said that he would meet first with allies to discuss issues including how to jointly confront China. Given that the Biden administration has made the U.S. economy a priority and trade has been relegated to a lower focus and the administration's signal that it wants to enlist U.S. allies to take on China means that a top-level meeting between the two high-ranking countries is not expected to take place anytime soon. I'm Dixon Williams and this is the Mississippi Agri-News Network. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Farming isn't exactly the simple life. It involves satellites and spreadsheets and high-tech machinery to succeed. You need equipment like spreaders and sprayers and combines and the financial tools as well. For more than 100 years, Mississippi Land Bank has provided the loans that equip agricultural businesses. We understand what it takes to make a farm work, and we know the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. Mississippi Land Bank, MSLandBank.com. With JT and Rhino. Let's do it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Speaking of pay and wealth, who might you think is the highest paid federal employee? Highest paid federal employee? Yeah. And it ain't the president. Secretary of Treasury? <laughs> Dr. Anthony Fauci. Really? $417,608 in so 2000. barely squeaking by the president. Yeah. yeah. 2009. Yeah. 400K. President, right? That's right. Uh, 100000 every quarter. Except President Trump took no salary. Had well, it, technically he had to take it, but then it was it immediately and, donated. And donated. Yeah. yeah, I should say. Right. So, yeah. He, so he... <laughs> He's catching a lot of flack. I mean, I don't have a problem with it, frankly. Uh, he could make a whole bunch more money in the private sector, uh, given his skill set. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't know that, that what. I mean, there's some people who say, we need to get rid of him and save that money. It's just a tiny amount that won't, that won't really move the needle. Uh, but somebody's got to do the job. Now, you may think he's not 
entitled to that kind of pay or maybe unhappy with the, the job that he turned in. But nonetheless, that's, that's what he makes. Uh, and he's been doing pretty much the same job for how long now? Uh, yeah, it actually, that was in the report I read. He, let's see, it's a long dang time. He's worked under a lot of presidents. I know that. I can't find it. I know he, the last 10 years, he's brought in $3.6 million based on his, his pay through that period of time. Yeah, he is the, quote-unquote, fifth director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Hmm. He assumed office in 1984. Golly. So he's been been doing the same gig for 36 36 plus years. That is incredible. Uh, Wayne and Brandon says, my dad always told me that money can't make you happy, but it sure helps. Yeah, I think that's that's right. Uh, I've heard it put that it paves the road to happiness. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good way to that's a good way to couch it. Paul and her uh, blah Hernando says O'Reilly discussed Equity Day in quotes yesterday. There is a formal Equity Day. I didn't know that Equity Day. Does that mean you go buy stocks? <laughs> Probably not, huh? <laughs> uh, Johnny and Riley says, the people that say money can't buy happiness have never had enough money. Yeah. And I would argue that the Democrats have never had enough taxes. You could, you could search, because they won't tell you how much is enough. Um, bet, uh, bet Biden takes his salary. He's been a career, uh, career bureaucrat who has lived off the taxpayer dole for his entire life. I'm not sure he ever held a job in the private sector that, I, that I'm aware that of. I'm aware of, and I, I know he never signed the front of a check. So that pretty much uh, does that. Uh, <laughs> Miss Donnie and Brandon, money may not be able to buy happiness, but it can make being miserable a whole lot easier. Yeah, good stuff. The the quote from his Wikipedia page. At the University of Delaware in Newark, Biden briefly played freshman football and, as an unexceptional student, (laughs) earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in 65 with a double major in history and political science and a minor in English. (laughs) Unexceptional. And that's that's actually, like, notated. There's a a reference link for the quote, an unexceptional student. Is he... (laughs) Shall we expect then that he would be an unexceptional president? Does that stand to reason? Well, I mean, he did get in trouble at uh, Syracuse School of Law for plagiarism. He he certainly did. It was called out on it. Uh, incredible. And his first job was practicing law as a public defender. Okay, so he was on the public dole. Then he formed a law firm, Ah. said corporate law didn't appeal to him, criminal law didn't pay well. He supplemented his income by managing properties. Then he ran for a city council seat in 1970, and he's been a politician ever since. Yeah. So he didn't like it. Is that what it says, corporate law? Corporate law did not appeal to him, and criminal law did not pay well. I'm betting you that he wasn't very good at it. And nobody would hire him and pay 
his fees. Derek in Greenwood, before we go to break, I've always heard it's, it's said that money can't buy happiness, but it can buy a boat, and a boat makes me happy. <laughs> I got you. See, it's all relative. It's absolutely all relative. Good stuff, folks. Appreciate you texting in. Second hour is complete on the JT Show. News coming your way, and we'll be back with more talk. Stay with Rhino and me, Super Talk Mississippi. For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden now says instead of 100 million coronavirus vaccines administered in his first 100 days in office, we could get to 150 million. Dr. Anthony Fauci on the White House Coronavirus Task Force says he thinks around April everyone will be able to sign up for shots. You're at that point that wherever you are in a priority, you can start getting the doses. Logistically, by the time you get doses into everyone who might want it, it will take several months, which will go into the end of the summer. He was on America's Newsroom on Fox. My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell is permanently banned from Twitter. The social media platform has permanently banned his account after he continued to further the baseless claim that Donald Trump won the 2020 presidential election. A Twitter spokesperson says the ban came after, quote, repeated violations of its policy aimed at fighting disinformation. Fox is Tanya J. Powers. America's listening to Fox. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. When the COVID vaccine began to arrive, healthcare workers like Cindy Hansen with Memorial Hospital of Gulfport were so excited they started taking pictures and plastering them all over social media. Hansen says some of the reactions surprised them. The biggest thing was not, oh, we got a vaccine. It was, oh, they're not wearing gloves. Wearing gloves is not required when we're administering vaccines unless we have open doors Later today, Governor Tate Reeves will deliver his State of the State address. After an eventful first year in office, the governor will lay out his vision for 2021 as Mississippi continues to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic. The speech, beginning at 2.30 this afternoon, will be live-streamed and shared on the News Mississippi Facebook page and on Twitter at News underscore MS. I'm Kelly Bennett. Need a career? 
a job, an opportunity? If so, Mississippi Community Colleges are your affordable solution. As experts in training people for high-paying careers and connecting people to opportunities, Mississippi Community Colleges can help you achieve your dream. Visit your community college for more information on the My Best program and other career pathways. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi Community College Board. For more information, email info at mccb.edu. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The manhunt for James Harrison in connection with the death of his two-year-old daughter continues. A little girl, along with a seven-year-old stepchild who survived, were abandoned in a truck in Scott County. Harrison will be charged with manslaughter. The child's mother, Amy Harrison, is in the Scott County Jail and faces child neglect charges. The hype is building here in Mississippi as college baseball season approaches. In the latest set of preseason rankings, this one from Baseball America, Ole Miss cracked the top five, coming in at number four, and Mississippi State isn't far behind at number eight. Both the Rebels and the Bulldogs will begin their seasons in Arlington, Texas on February 19th as participants in the State Farm College Baseball Showdown. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at newsms.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Seaspire 5G. We're building a fast, powerful 5G network to bring you faster phones. You heard right. Seaspire 5G. Phones. Faster. Saying it anymore would be. Seaspire 5G. Faster phones. No bull. For a limited time, get our best 5G phone free with trade in. In response to COVID-19, Pine Grove Behavioral Health and Addiction Services is offering telehealth services. During this time, health and safety are important, which is why they've expanded their offerings to include telehealth services for children, adolescents, and adults. They have outpatient teletherapy sessions available, and Pine Grove also expanded its telehealth services to include its intensive outpatient program, drug treatment program. Also, all Pine Grove Evaluation Center services are available via telehealth. Patients may call Pine Grove's National Service Center at 888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JT. JT.
everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino leading you into this third hour here on the show on the 662 C Spire text line. If you increase sales taxes, you may penalize retirees who pay no income tax. Well, I don't know that I would consider paying consumption taxes, sales taxes, a penalty. And with respect to federal income taxes, that isn't true. Uh, folks that are retired over 65, they're, even if they're receiving Social Security benefits, those are subject to federal income tax. They are exempt from state income taxes. Social Security benefits are. Um, they're uh, also withdrawals from their 401k plan are exempt as well. But the benefits of eliminating the income tax I think far outweigh what small amount of increase in taxes uh, might be borne by, frankly, all of us on a consumption basis. I think that would be lower, frankly, than the income taxes. And, And as Russ and I talked about, I think we'd see much more positive economic impact from that move overall. And we all benefit from that. One of the first um, executive orders that President Biden signed was to halt construction on the Keystone XL pipeline. That eliminated some 10,000 jobs directly working on the pipeline. Listen to this individual as he has to deliver the news to his employees. Our industry is just like the rest of the country. You know, COVID hurt us bad last year. We had a lot of projects canceled. So we've got guys that haven't worked in months and in some cases years. And uh, to have a project of this magnitude canceled, it's it's going to hurt a lot of people, a lot of families, uh, a lot of communities. The, the Keystone is something that's we've been trying to build for a decade now, and uh, uh, it's been a, a really hot political, uh, you know, fight. Uh, but we finally got started on it this year. I was working in Nebraska building uh, a pump station. But, uh, you know, as soon as the, the new administration came in on day one, they decided they want to put 11,000 people out of work. Oh, <laughs> Basically, it was the moment that he signed uh, the executive order. You know, it was about 2 o'clock Thursday when we were told that we're not going to progress any further. But we t- took a couple of days packing our stuff up, and uh, we actually got laid off Friday, and I'll be taking my unemployed self back to Arkansas in the morning. Because of the situation the country's in right now, uh, this is not a time to be making political statements. Uh, We need to be finding ways to put more Americans back to work, not the other way around. Uh, So I was was very surprised. More good. So uh, it's ridiculously disheartening. And, of course, the uh, some of the responses – from the the pompous, morally superior, elitist, uh, arrogant, condescending left is well, they can just get another job. I mean that's, but yet we get accused of being on the right of being heartless. Well, nothing's more heartless than that. First day, union jobs. Mr. I'm all about hard-working, middle-class Americans trying to put food on their table president. He signs an executive order, one stroke of the pen. These guys are done. Now, I don't think that video included it, but uh, the, the, uh, the full-form interview, he, he started crying. 
in having to deliver that news. I think it included him addressing uh, the workers around him, saying, we're done, shut down, go home, no work. All because of politics and political correctness. That's all that's about. There, there's no, There's no logic to support it either from an environmental perspective or an economic perspective. There's absolutely no no support for it. Um, if we're going to utilize any of that, that uh, crude oil, now it's going to be shipped via truck, which consumes... Truck or train. Yeah, somehow. Got to get its way to the refinery. Both be burning diesel. It's crazy. So that that's just so upside down, and there's been little response. There's nobody's asked a question of the president that I've seen yet regarding his enacting of that executive order. I don't know that he's been asked that question where he has to respond to well, you know what was your thought process. Yeah, maybe he would offer the same response. Right, they can get another job somewhere. So, um, I don't know. It's uh, it's disheartening to say the least. And and now, and folks on the left, his surrogates, by the way, is the talking heads are saying, "Well, he told you he was going to do that. And you knew it." You know, I don't know that he directly stated that. I could recall, I'm going to shut that pipeline down day one. I don't recall that. Obviously, climate change has been paramount in his talking points, in his in his campaign agenda, in his vision. There's no question about that. I just I don't remember him saying day one I'm shutting down this XL pipeline. That that just seems so damaging, so adverse, and frankly counter to this uh, uh, his constantly. Um, advocating for the middle class and good-paying union jobs and all that nonsense, it just makes you wonder. Well, they got to be the right kind of jobs, doing the right kind of work that coincides with the uh, the radical aspect of the agenda. So um, the uh, Mike in Gulfport wrote back, by the way, about retirees do pay income tax on the same tax tables everyone else does. Correct. Age doesn't matter. That IRA withdrawal also charged. Uh, you know, it's my understanding from reading some of the, the tax information, Mike, might want to check that out, that um, certainly income from, I may be reading this wrong, income from private employer, government, and military retirement, that's right, is exempt. I think you're right, but withdrawal from a uh, from an IRA let's see it well I, I don't know it says it excludes I'm reading some policy it excludes withdrawals from IRAs and 401k plans income from public and private pensions and other types of qualified retirement income but nonetheless there's there's no special concession mainly that for folks over 65 and, and of course they would uh, whatever changes would come about with respect to sales taxes, they wouldn't. Uh, that I'm aware of, I've not seen any proposal that would exempt a person from paying those taxes if they're over a certain age. But uh, we shall see. Um, don't call him president; just call him Biden, like they did Trump. 
is on the ceasefire text line. He's the president. I'm going to call him that. Um, you know, I call President Trump Trump, and and just because they weren't respectful, I'm not going to follow uh, in their shoes. There, I, you know, I maybe we can set an example that we're going to have another president that's going to be in the other party, and they're not going to like it, and maybe they will be disrespectful. But but I will be. I it, you know I feel like that's out of respect, frankly, for the office, not the person. It's kind of the way. But I may call him Biden and Joe and Donald and Trump here and there. Uh, I don't think there's any shame in that, but in general, it's kind of how that works. Andy and Jackson says, it's easy for Biden to put people out of work. He has apparently never been there. He has never missed a paycheck while living on the government dime. Absolutely agree with that, Andy. And you could extend that to a, a large swath of bureaucrats that have uh, existed at the dole of the taxpayers, at the, at the trough there. I completely agree. And there's there's nothing like having to worry about your paycheck, which these folks in government often don't. Totally agree with that. Joe Biden hadn't for his entire adult life, essentially. I just did some double-checking, and I couldn't find anywhere where he was explicitly talking about canceling the construction of the Keystone Pipeline. And... I would think, looking back on it, he couldn't really run with that, or else he'd have had a much harder time in the Rust Belt. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Had he been honest about that and up front, I'm going to cancel this thing day one, good chance he he doesn't get elected. You could make that argument. So this always goes back to what candidates say during the campaign, how they act once they get in office, and then... Them fawning over that speech he gave at the inauguration with all this healing and unity and outreach to certain segments of our society and then killing their jobs three hours later. That makes no sense. Moving the oil by truck, Teamsters are union, aren't they, Amanda, from Pike County? Yeah, it's, it's a different situation, though, I think, Amanda, in terms of the numbers of people. Uh, we'll take a break here. We'll come back with more. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live-burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. 
Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble. Would you agree? Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard, and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242. I'm Phil Bright, former governor of Mississippi. I want to share how Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge is beating dependency and addiction with real results. Families are being restored and relationships healed. Donate a vehicle today in any condition, running or not. Old paperwork is handled and vehicles are picked up and taken away. Donations are tax deductible and 100% of the money stays right here in Mississippi. Call today at 601-572-7296. Thank you for helping us get our daddies back. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, hey, do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. for joining us today on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino on the 662. Why not a tourism tax on hotels like Alabama, 8% on top of sales tax? We we do have that, a 3% tax that uh, is imposed on gross proceeds of sales of room rentals or hotels, motels uh, here in the state, and this is in addition to the other taxes imposed. So it's not 8%, it's 3%. But that is a form of consumption uh, tax, frankly. Uh, let's see. Chad from McGee says he only canceled the pipeline along with the wall because that was the main two things Trump campaigned on. Look, that there. I think there's something to be said, frankly, Rhino, for many of these EOs just uh, being an all-out effort to extinguish and expunge and reverse and erase everything related to to Donald Trump, President Donald Trump. I absolutely believe that. And I think that's why he acted with such haste, was to diminish and marginalize and alleviate 
anything and everything. No question. Because almost all these EOs he signed reversed EOs that President Trump signed. So XL Pipeline, President Trump. Build the wall, President Trump. I agree with you, Chad, in that respect. And I think that's an effort to appease his base, pander to his base. I know there's a lot of folks that have that have texted in about, you know, Warren Buffett has a relationship with the trucking companies that are going to be delivering this oil and so forth. I, I hear you, but that is a, a fraction, teeny tiny, petty cash, frankly, to Warren Buffett. But more importantly, I simply don't believe that that this EO was signed as a payback to Warren Buffett. Um, but you got to remember, Warren Buffett's a guy that, that that says he wants to pay more taxes, that he wants the government to raise taxes on him, most of his income coming from uh, passive sources. But I, I think it's just payback to the climate activists. That's all it is. And they were a, they were a fairly big group that supported him. All you got to do is look back at when Barack Obama was elected president. One of the first things he signed off on was this $500 million to Solyndra. Remember that one? And that was some green deal, <laughs> green new deal, green boondoggle that went belly up, defunct. But it was payback. There's no question. I mean, it was investigated, understood there was a quid pro quo deal there. You support me and contribute, and I'm going to make sure we get this through. You go back and look at the $887 billion uh, so-called Stimulus Act, American Recovery and Reinvestment Act, passed right after Obama was elected in an effort to stimulate the economy coming off the financial crisis. It was absolutely just jammed full with all sorts of favors and paybacks for unions, as a matter of fact, mainly labor unions to the states, to the auto industry, etc. All payback, totally. It's just how they roll. That's just part of it. And and so I don't. I think to a great extent, you got to believe Joe Biden's playing out of the same running plays, at least out of the same uh, playbook, right? Um, Jason in Tupelo says, money can't buy happiness or ammo right now. Yeah, that's true. Lots of stuff, especially guns and ammo, are uh, in short supply. I'm hearing that from all the hunters. I totally agree. It's it's an issue. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Ken in West Point. Appreciate that, Ken. I've seen that same image just floated around uh, rather virally around uh, the uh, the social media world, but yeah, I'm not not buying that. I don't think this legislature or this executive order had anything to do with with trying to repay Warren Buffett in any way. Uh, I I just think it's because rep- he's only one vote. <laughs> I think he was looking to appease a, a large uh, number of supporters and voters, and just to show that he's just absolutely dead serious about tackling this climate change problem, and this was a quick, easy way to show it. I just think it was dumb, frankly. It was a completely dumb move that is more destructive than it is helpful uh, to Americans. So, um, let's see, except the USMCA, this is from Strider and Indianola, they think it's great now that Trump is out. Yeah, that's uh, the trade deal, right, with Mexico and Canada. 
Uh, you're telling me something there I wasn't aware of, Strider. I didn't. I didn't know that they had praised it. I haven't heard much about it. Have you, Rhino, about uh, any sort of praise coming from the Democrats? Well, I mean, there was praise coming from Canada about canceling yeah. because they're going to be making more money. Yeah, but they ain't happy about that pipeline. They made that very clear. Is it Trudeau and then who? Uh, what do they call the person who governs a, prov- a province? I think it's British. Is it British Columbia where it originates? Is that the province or is it Alberta? I don't remember, but I think it's Alberta. I think it may be Alberta. Yeah, I think you're right. That's AKA the boonies. I had some some colleagues when I worked at uh, Anderson and now Accenture back in those days, and I didn't get selected for a project, but a bunch of them did. It was a, it was an oil and gas uh, information system project uh in alberta that they talked about having to wear it was cold they didn't have heat and they were talking about having to try to figure out how to write code <laughs> on a keyboard with their hands frozen and they put their mittens on try to warm up take them off coat some wore parkas <laughs> crazy but that's the boonies uh yeah that's it's oil rich uh area region of canada i think that's right so uh, yeah, Thomas in Greenwood sends a photo. Evidently, he's got enough uh, ammunition there. Looks like shotgun cell, shells. I don't know. What's the blue stuff there? See that, Rhino? Oh, those what's are the actual bullets. Oh, okay. Those of us who cast and reload aren't having too many issues. It looks like he's got enough to start his own little World War III. You probably got a tank out in the front yard, don't you? <laughs> don't you? There, Thomas. Uh, life well and supply. Money can't buy happiness. Give me the money. Let me do my own shopping. You you want it so you can you can determine at that point, right, whether or not this is making you happy. I hear you. Uh, Carol and Starville. So why climate change? Just a big issue for America to change. Maybe control of fuel sourcing, taxing the people could be involved. Yeah, I mean, it, all of it is about overreach, more government, more regulation, more control more intrusion. It's all about that, because don't you know, you, you don't know how to conduct your life. The government's got to figure that out for you. They'll tell you what to say, how to think, how to move about, what it'll cost you to do so. I mean, just look no further than the $15 minimum wage. Folks, there's something else that we haven't discussed a lot, but it, there's a bill that passed in the House in 2019, touched on it a tad with Russ when we had him on earlier. It's this H.R. 1, which really seeks to implement just a slew of election reforms, also make uh, Washington, D.C. a state is included in H.R. 1. This is passed the House and would be teed up uh, for the Senate. But one of the questions I asked Russ was uh, about just concerns I have where you have this massive overreach of the federal government. It diminishes federalism, the Tenth Amendment, and and states' rights and their ability to conduct affairs within their borders. Elections are a big part of that because the Democrats obviously know controlling elections and stipulating election procedures and policy is a way to retain power. So H.R. 1 includes automatic voter registration. And what that means is that we we had uh, Drew on earlier talking about Medicaid. If you're a Medicaid recipient or you are a Social Security recipient, Medicare, you have any sort of electronic interaction with a federal agency, 
The system is going to determine if you're registered to vote. And if you're not, you're going to be registered. It's going to register you electronically. Uh, It supports full mail-in voting, same-day registration. You show up at the polls, you're not registered, no problem. We can get you registered right away, and you can vote. Ballot harvesting. They want to completely eliminate confirming who you are uh, via some sort of voter ID, such as we have in Mississippi with the the uh, photo ID. They want to completely eliminate that. They view that as, as voter suppression and, and racist. Also, Rhino, when you hit the age of 16, you could register. Even though you can't vote, go ahead and get you registered at the age of 16. Prepaid postage on the mail-in voting to make it more convenient for you so you don't have to spend a quarter or whatever it is to drop that, that ballot in the mail. Get this. Allow candidates to use campaign funds to pay for their health care based on their income level. Wrap your head around all that stuff for a while, folks. We'll take a break. Come back with more discussion here on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now we have a good supply of popular calibers like 9mm pistol and 223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At the range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at the range, a totally new and different type of gun store. Since the current pandemic struck Mississippi, thousands of nurse practitioners have answered the call. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners provide over two-thirds of all primary care, reaching our most impoverished communities. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners spend time understanding their patients' needs and save Medicaid and Medicare millions. We're here for you. But current laws limit how nurse practitioners can help your community. Let your local legislator know how much nurse practitioners mean to you. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of nurse practitioners are you having sewer and drain problems call the experts rotorooter since 1934 rotorooter plumbing has been fixing small home disasters mention this ad for 25 dollars off any service call rotorooter 601-353-3333 that's 601-353-3333 call rotorooter that's the name and a winkle troubles down the drain rotorooter this is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him. And now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy port beverages. Our dining rooms are open and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 
Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you could tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size, and installed. Picture frame glass, table and desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts and doors, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at www.venableglass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to News Mississippi. When the COVID vaccine began to arrive, healthcare workers like Cindy Hansen with Memorial Hospital of Gulfport were so excited they started taking pictures and plastering them all over social media. Hansen says some of the reactions surprised them. The biggest thing was not, oh, we got a vaccine. It was, oh, they're not wearing gloves. Wearing gloves is not required when we're administering vaccines unless we have open source Later today, Governor Tate Reeves will deliver his State of the State address. After an eventful first year in office, the governor will lay out his vision for 2021 as Mississippi continues to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic. The speech, beginning at 2.30 this afternoon, will be live-streamed and shared on the News Mississippi Facebook page and on Twitter at News underscore MS. I'm Kelly Bennett. Heading to the coast to hit the casinos. Or maybe just a relaxing getaway for a few days. When you drive to the coast, tune to 106.3 Casino Radio for all casino promotions. And exciting things to do while you're there. And it's not just casinos. Casino Radio has everything you'll want to know to make your stay on the coast an amazing one. From all of the great restaurants, nightlife, recreation, and more. Casino Radio has it all. So when you're on the coast, discover everything that's happening. From 106.3 Casino Radio. Since the current pandemic struck Mississippi, thousands of nurse practitioners have answered the call. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners provide over two-thirds of all primary care, reaching our most impoverished communities. We're here for you. Nurse practitioners spend time understanding their patients' needs and save Medicaid and Medicare millions. We're here for you. But current laws limit how nurse practitioners can help your community. Let your local legislator know how much nurse practitioners mean to you. Paid for by the Mississippi Association of Nurse Practitioners. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. We don't hold back. We never shy away from telling you the truth. The most electrifying national talk show on air today. We have the most important guests and the biggest thinkers in America. Ben Shapiro, brutally breaking down the issues of the day. From politics to pop culture, we take a look at all of it. So don't miss out. Weeknights at 9. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Opinion known? Well, you know you can send JT a text message, right? Go ahead. Text your thoughts to 601-879-4395. That's 601-879-4395. Use your fingers and join the conversation on Super Talk Mississippi and supertalk.fm. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. 
That's pretty good there. Sheila from Hattiesburg wants to know, what about the $2,000 check? Well, yeah, he promised that on the campaign trail. And uh, the $1.9 trillion stimulus bill that uh, the rescue bill, as he calls it, the coronavirus rescue package, it includes $1,400. They are now describing that as a top-off to the $600 that uh, was given, was paid to Americans in the $900 billion bill that President Trump signed off on before he left office. So, yeah, that $1.9 trillion bill, Sheila, is is still up in the air. It is uh, certainly something that uh, Joe Biden wants to do, wants to accomplish, but it hasn't been taken up yet. Um by the legis- oh, excuse me, by the Congress. So we'll see where that goes. It, it, I think we're going to get something. I think Republicans will get on board with something. It likely won't be 1.9 billion. However, they could pass it through reconciliation, budget reconciliation, meaning they would not require any Republican votes if they got 50 all 50 Democrats to support it in the Senate. And then uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. Boy, that's weird. Uh, would cast the deciding vote, making it 51 to 50, and it would become law. So we shall see. The crazy thing about when I dug into some of the details there on that, that bill, it's got stuff in it that, uh, like starting this giant army of healthcare outreach people and and uh, stuff to support the corona coronavirus relief uh, or excuse me combating efforts in the rural areas like a like 150,000 to start in August like later this year i thought we're supposed to be getting this thing behind us because of this aggressive vaccine rollout um that you know he's put out there as a goal of 100 million in the first 100 days and of course, our governor has been critical of that goal, saying well, it now he's be upped it. He wants a million and a half a day. I heard that yesterday. We're already at a million a day, according to all the experts that I've heard speak about that. Now, he, now he's calling for a million and a half in his press conference yesterday. He kind of corrected it, adjusted it, I guess. So, I don't know. It's also got extension of unemployment benefits. So we just did $300 federal supplement in the $900 billion bill signed by President Trump. That extended for 11 weeks from its enactment. Uh, that would put it, I think, sometime in March, the March time frame. I want to say March 22nd is the number that comes to mind. But anyhow, 11 weeks. And this bill would extend it through $400, not $300, $400 through September, so more federal supplement to unemployment benefits all the way through September. And there are a lot of other uh, items included in that uh, legislation 
besides the direct payments and the unemployment benefits. It also includes increasing the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour in the relief bill and extending the eviction and foreclosure moratoriums until the end of September. Uh, But there's something else that you, you may not be aware of. There are changes in the child care tax credits and dependent care deduction. Uh, They want to change those to be fully refundable, meaning even if you don't owe any taxes based on your income and deductions, the government would still send you a check. That's a refundable tax credit. So currently that's $2,000 per child, where $1,400 of it is refundable. This law, should it be passed, would increase that to $3,000 per child and be fully refundable for the duration of the year. So let's say it would be enacted in February. Uh, Make it March. Make it even. And for 10 months there. Uh, A couple with three children would get $900 a month from the government just because they got three children for the duration of the year, for the 10 months remaining in the year. Now, make no mistake, they would want to make that permanent. That's what they want. They just want to pay a whole bunch of people and take from a whole bunch of other people. That's that's the ultimate goal. We should all, I think, know that uh, by that. So that's kind of a long answer to your question there, Sheila, but that's kind of where they are. Uh, on the 601, they got more important things to do than help American people like impeachment. Yeah, so artic- the article of impeachment was uh, delivered by the House to the United States Senate last night. I caught that live. Watch, uh, I can't remember the rep who, who read it. I'm going to say from Maryland for some reason. But one of these obscure members of the, the House of Representatives uh, read the article. And what I noticed about it, Rhino, is how just emphatic and passionate and, frankly, just uh, admonishing he was. It was it was like reading it in a very scoldful and scorning <laughs> delivery tone. I don't know if you got that, but Donald Trump, this, that, and the other. Like, dude, can't you just read the article and be be a respectful lawmaker? This is not something to celebrate. I know you guys are celebrating because you think you're poking it in the eye of the former president. This isn't something to celebrate. And did you notice how they entered the chamber? They were in this this rigidly formed military-like line, like we're doing our duty here to go in there and impeach and convict that dang president. That's not good for this country. So much for the healing and the unity. That's anything but. You don't have any interest in healing and and unifying. It's performative pandering theater. (laughs) All they care about is conformity. Let's face it. You don't believe in their, their style. You don't share their vision. You don't share their hate and rage for President Trump. Well, then we can't heal. Because you must submit to that before we can even have a conversation. Isn't that what they always tell us? Everyone must suffer equally from Trump derangement syndrome. (laughs) Exactly right. That that really bothered me. i got to tell you, watching somebody on Capitol Hill... The, the tone in which that was read and delivered. It, it almost should be a... First, I disagree that they're even pursuing it, and I think it sets a very dangerous precedent. But it, this is something that 
it's 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 solemn. It's um, it's sad. And look, we're going to have this. I think well, with every it's supposed president. to be Pelosi and the Democrats have turned it into just another political poking tool, S- celebrating it, praising it, lauding it with temerity. It's it's crazy. Uh, and so on the six things too. It's like watching WWE wrestling without the match. <laughs> yeah. Just the backstage promos. <laughs> exactly. We had somebody text in asking about uh, term limits, and yesterday Senator Ted Cruz did come out and say that they're going to drop a bill uh, co-sponsored by Senators Mike Braun from Indiana, Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania, Marco Rubio from Florida, Todd Young from Indiana, and Rick Scott from Florida that would impose... A constitutional amendment that imposes term limits on members of Congress. U.S. Senators would be limited to two six-year terms, and members of the House would be limited to three two-year terms. i got to tell you, I was shocked. Uh, even I mean, they dropped it last year, or two years ago now. Yeah, it, it didn't get the fanfare it is now. But this is great, because this will force everybody's hands on this. And they'll come up with a billion reasons why this just won't work, and you can't do that, and you're... You know, you're tearing down democracy and all that kind of stuff. But but Cruz is serious, as are the other members who signed on. Braun is a freshman senator from Indiana. Um, Without some sort of grandfathering clause to allow currently sitting Congress people to stay in their seat, Yeah, I, I don't see it going anywhere. You, if you have that language in it, then, yeah, you might be able to convince enough to get it at least on the floor for debate. Which is kicking it down the road, essentially. Uh, got 193,000 likes for what it's worth on Facebook. I didn't check his Twitter. And 26,000 uh, comments. I see many of my friends weigh in who all agree and support the senator's uh, proposal and his, and his actions here. This will be interesting to see uh, where that goes. Um, I, I just don't know. I mean, So you would be voting for... It, without the exception that you noted, you would be voting for a piece of legislation that would essentially end your job pretty soon for many of them. Which is how the government was designed to work. It's Absolutely. not supposed to be career politicians deciding how you live your life. And then it's supposed we put to be one, a elected representative government to and, represent your interests. And then we put one in the White House. That's just how crazy that is. Final segment coming up here on the JT Show. Stay with us after these messages. I'm Dale Danks with the Danks, Miller & Corey firm. Our office represents clients and businesses across Mississippi. If you need a lawyer you can trust and who will fight for you, don't compromise. Danks, Miller & Corey, online at DanksMillerCorey.com. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. 
Hey there, this is Jody Adams at Ridge Medical Clinic. We are now accepting appointments for chronic and acute care as well as walk-ins. We are conveniently located off Highway 51 in the Oak Place Shopping Center. I invite you to call today. That's Jody Adams with Ridge Medical Clinic. Our phone number is 601-790-7711. We offer the gold standard COVID-19 PCR testing with next day results. We at Ridge Medical Clinic hope to see you soon. Our number is 601-790-7711. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Nandy's Candy. Chocolate strawberries and chocolate baskets. Nandy's Candy. Personalized hearts. Nandy's Candy. Caramel popcorn. Nandy's Candy. Chocolate hearts in milk or dark chocolate. Nandy's Candy. Fudge and truffles. Nandy's Candy. Wait a minute. You have baskets made of chocolate that you fill with a dozen fresh chocolate dipped strawberries? Nandy'sCandy.com. In Maywood Mart. And you can order them early online? Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews, and never did get one that was uh, that was not good. And, you know, the trust issue was, was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say he's a five-star. For a construction company you can trust, call Clark's Construction at 601-214. 9463. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching for C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. This is professional ball player Jake Mangum. I know what it's like to live, eat, breathe, and play in Mississippi. And no other insurance company competes on my level like Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. I love my home team at Farm Bureau because they get me and they get what I need. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Accurate information is a precious commodity. Get yours from News Mississippi and Fox News. Trusted sources on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. The JT Show. The JT Show. You know what that sound is? Yeah. The JT Show with JT and Rhino. What? You want it? Here it is. Hit it. Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino. Now, is that the original Rare Earth version of this song? Didn't I believe so. Okay. Sounded a little bit different. But nonetheless, uh, so we got a breaking story here, Rhino, that uh, pertains to Kellyanne Conway. The police have showed up at her New Jersey home after a nude photo of her daughter surfaced on her Twitter account. And there's uh, an investigation being conducted. Not really sure. Her daughter Conway, excuse me, Claudia Conway, took to her TikTok account to address a topless photo of herself that apparently was tweeted on Mother's Twitter. It was uh, automatic. Oh, Twitter fleets, okay, which uh, allows you to tweet and then have it automatically deleted by the system in 24 hours. She says she believed her either her mom accidentally posted the pic. Or her account was hacked. How weird. Jeez. She has 1.6 million followers on TikTok, does the younger Claudia Conway. Looks like the picture in question was a picture in Kellyanne Conway's iCloud of her daughter's phone, and her daughter's phone had the nude picture. So it's like she found a nude picture of her daughter on her daughter's phone, took a picture of the picture on the phone, and then that picture got out. She was... She's been a bit of a troublemaker, has she not? Well, there's been friction between Kellyanne Conway and her daughter for the last couple years. Can you imagine having uh, raised now have adult children. I can't imagine having those kinds of problems with your children and and trying to work your job. Uh, Because folks that, you know, I just learned it from employing a bunch of people, folks that have stable home lives, they just perform better. It's just simple as that. They're not preoccupied with all their problems at home. Uh, And there's also, Rhino, something that I learned, nothing better than a salesperson in debt. (laughs) (laughs) yeah go buy that house and car they seem to be a little extra motivated (laughs) but let's see life oil and supply wanted to weigh in says i have problems with somebody telling me how to handle my hard-earned money who is house payments car payments max credit cards don't take advice from a fool yeah that's like uh somebody that you may want to check out if you're interested in in reading sort of good life lessons books. A guy named Andy Andrews, written a bunch of books. And uh, I've seen him speak a couple of times. And he, he makes that point, that if you want to learn how to really be good at something, well, go find somebody that's good at it and, and see what they did. What's their secret? And perhaps emulate them, learn from them. And he says, like, you wouldn't want to learn from Elizabeth Taylor or Johnny Carson how to make your your marriage last. They each had, what, eight or nine spouses, I think. That was the example that kind of stuck with me. Okay, I get it. And that's kind of what our friend over at Life says. So Chris at Summit says, a girl did it to herself. She's been out to get her mom for a while. It sure seems like it, doesn't it? She's, I think she's been in the public square saying negative things about her, her mom. But imagine being having that kind of responsibility. That, that Kellyanne did to the president, 
and uh, certainly during the campaign and then after the campaign as an advisor, maybe his closest advisor, and then having a, that mess going on in your in your personal life, that's well, she was getting it tough. from all angles because she had a tough job working for President Trump. She had a daughter that was acting out and rebelling like a normal teenager, but yeah. throwing the politics into the middle of it. And her husband, who That's works true. in D.C., always actively arguing against points she would make. Yeah. That was a rough life. That was really tough. Uh, but she's a very strong person and certainly a person that uh, garnered my respect. I thought she always handled herself well. I always enjoyed seeing her uh, being interviewed. She told it like it is. She was always straight, I think, with the American people. And uh, I don't know. You could argue that, uh, Rhino, it's because of her Donald Trump got elected. I think she engineered a great deal of that campaign and had a strategy that ended up being a winning one. And then you wonder if some of her personal baggage interfered with her ability to be as valuable and as active in the 2020 cycle. Possible. Just a theory. Uh, Sheila from Hattiesburg says, kids are raising themselves now, parents are gone. I would argue that's the fundamental problem with our society. Something that's got to be fixed and We don't want to talk about it. You get canceled if you do. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rhino and I will be back with you tomorrow at 10. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Talk Mississippi Media Production.